Hello and welcome to this week's Market Pulse. I'm Matt Ford, CEO and co-founder of Sidekick, and this is your five-minute update on key market news and events with takeaways and insights from the Sidekick investment team. As always, I want to thank everybody who's downloaded the Sidekick app so far. The feedback has been fantastic, engagement has been great, and we're really pleased that people are helping contribute to and shape the Sidekick product. If you've not yet downloaded the Sidekick app, go to either the Google Play or App Store and search for Sidekick Money. In the app, you can listen to these market pulses on the go, earn points by sharing with friends and contributing to product research, and stay up to date with the latest developments from the Sidekick team. Now back to this week's Market Pulse. This week, we've got three really interesting stories. Japan, rising sun or false dawn. Lithium, the hunt is on. And chip wars, China makes a move. On to our first story, Japan, rising sun or false dawn. Back in the late 1980s, the Japanese economic miracle was in full swing and the Japanese stock market seemed unstoppable. Property prices were so high that a piece of land in central Tokyo admittedly the Imperial Palace, was valued more than all the property in California. And golf club memberships even sold for more than $3 million. But times have changed. When the bubble burst in December 1989, the economy and the stock market went into a tailspin. The stock market only started recovering again around 2012, more than 20 years later. During this period, the Japanese economy faced persistent deflation and a strengthening yen that reduced the competitiveness of Japanese companies overseas. This period is known as the Lost Decades in Japan. Also known as the Land of the Rising Sun, Japan has, over the last few decades, increasingly been referred to as the Land of the False Dawn. Just as things start looking up for Japanese stocks, there's often a headwind, like a rapidly falling population or a stronger currency. But things are looking brighter for the Japanese stock market. The yen is weak, domestic prices are rising, and economic growth is above expectations. As a result, the stock market is trading at a 33-year high, and even Warren Buffett is getting involved. Japan is now his biggest equity allocation outside of the US. There could be another reason for the strong performance of Japanese stocks. Given the tension between the US and China, some investors are looking for an alternative way to get exposure to Chinese economic growth. One way of doing this is by investing in Japan. China is Japan's largest trading partner, so many Japanese companies stand to benefit when there's also strong growth in China. A reason to be optimistic over the longer term is corporate governance transformation in Japan. Japanese companies are increasingly focusing on improving corporate value by focusing on their cost of capital and boosting shareholder returns. If executed well, this could potentially unlock a lot of value over the long term. We don't know if this is another false storm for Japan, and we do know there are some risks to keep in mind. Sure, prices and wages in Japan are rising for now, but only time will tell if this is really the start of a longer-term trend. Prices tend to rise when your currency weakens and you have to import all of your energy. If the yen gets stronger from here, this trend of rising prices could reverse. Over the last few years, the Japanese currency tended to strengthen whenever the US cut their interest rates. And the US could start cutting interest rates in 2024. Let's see. On to our second story this week. Lithium, the hunt is on. A few weeks back, we wrote about how the shift to a more sustainable economy could boost the longer-term demand for copper. But copper's not the only metal we're going to need a lot more of over the coming decades. We'll also need a lot of lithium, or as it's now commonly referred to, white gold. Lithium is a key material in electric vehicle batteries. 
Currently, each battery contains on average around 8 kilograms of the stuff. The International Energy Agency estimates the world will need between 250,000 and 450,000 tonnes by 2030 if we want to hit our electrification targets. That's three times more than we're currently producing, and suggests lithium production will have to grow around 15-20% to 20 per year between now and 2030. The world has around 80-90 to 90 million tonnes of lithium, and it's estimated we'll be able to mine about a quarter of that. So global lithium reserves are around 20-30 to 30 million tonnes. This is enough to enable our shift to an electrified economy. But the problem isn't so much the quantity of lithium, but its accessibility and timing. Lithium mining, like most other mining, isn't great for the environment. Lithium mining uses a lot of water, and side effects can include biodiversity loss and soil erosion. The real challenge will be to mine enough lithium in a short period of time without leaving an environmental catastrophe in our wake especially in developing countries like Chile, Bolivia and Argentina, with vast lithium reserves. Traditional fossil fuel companies are quickly gearing up for a future, where the world needs less oil and more lithium. ExxonMobil recently purchased a large piece of land in Arkansas, believed to contain vast lithium deposits. The lithium business is nothing new to ExxonMobil. In fact, it was an ExxonMobil chemist that developed the lithium-ion rechargeable battery back in 1976. The chemist, Stanley Whittingham, won the Nobel Prize for Chemistry in 2019. And they won't be the only company interested to take part in the explosive growth expected in the lithium industry over the coming years. The race is on to deliver enough lithium to meet consumer demand for electric vehicles. We just need to make sure we're not swapping one dirty business for another. Now to our final story this week, Chip Wars, China makes a move. We've recently written about the rising tensions between the US and China, and how the technological decoupling between the world's two biggest economies could be one of the biggest trends over the next decade. Over the last few decades, Western economies have grown increasingly reliant on Asian and especially Chinese supply chains. For a long time it was seen as mutually beneficial, but thanks to the rapid advancement of Chinese military capabilities, the status quo has changed. The US now views China's military ambitions as a threat to global stability. The US moved first and restricted the export of sensitive technology to China. In December last year, the US added 36 companies to the export blacklist. The US said that it took the actions to restrict China's ability to leverage artificial intelligence and advanced computing for military modernization. Soon after, US allies Japan and the Netherlands did the same. So it was only a matter of time until China retaliated. Last Sunday, China made their move. They announced that after a review, they found products from Micron, a US memory chip maker, pose serious network security risks. As a result, China has banned operators from key Chinese infrastructure from buying any Micron products. This is the first big retaliatory step from China against a US semiconductor company. China might be able to fill the supply gap of memory chips with products from other companies like Samsung, but Micron, on the other hand, will find it far more difficult to replace a customer like China. Micron generated around 25% of its total revenues from mainland China and Hong Kong in 2022. They're not the only US tech company selling products in China though. Qualcomm, for example, gets more than 60% of its revenues from China. Companies both in the US and elsewhere might question the wisdom of future investment in China. The US government, through generous subsidy schemes, is trying to entice US companies to increase domestic investment. China just made the choice facing US companies that little bit easier. So that was it for this week. As always, we hope you're enjoying these updates. And if you want to hear more from the Psychic team as we build out our wider product, you can sign up to our waitlist at www.sidekickmoney.com.
We hope to see you next week, but before we go, some important disclaimers. It's important to note that the content of this Market Pulse is based on current information which we consider to be reliable and accurate. It represents Psychic's view only and does not represent investment advice. Investors should not take decisions to trade based on this information. Psychic is not yet regulated, but has applied to the FCA for authorization to operate. Prior to Psychic becoming fully authorized, none of the information provided is intended as an inducement or an invitation to apply for any Psychic product or service.